Don't worry about anything but in everything by prayer and petition. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Thanks for joining us today. This is the Hour of Intercession. I'm Pastor Joseph Parker. We invite you to look with us in the Word of God to begin with in the book of Psalms. Psalm 144, beginning at verse 1. Blessed be the Lord, my rock, who trains my hands for war and my fingers for battle, my loving kindness and my fortress, my high tower and my deliverer, my shield and the one in whom I take refuge, my shield and the one in whom I take refuge, who subdues my people under me. Lord, what is man that you take knowledge of him or the son of man that you are mindful of him? Man is like a breath. His days are like a passing shadow. Bow down your heavens, O Lord, and come down. Touch the mountains, and they shall smoke. Flash forth lightning and scatter them. Shoot out your arrows and destroy them. Stretch out your hand from above. Rescue me and deliver me out of great waters, from the hand of foreigners, whose mouth speaks lying words, and whose right hand is a right hand of falsehood. I will sing a new song to you, O God. On a harp of ten strings, I will sing praises to you, the one who gives salvation to kings, who delivers David his servant from the deadly sword. Rescue me and deliver me from the hand of foreigners, whose mouth speaks lying words, and whose right hand is a right hand of falsehood, that our sons may be as plants grown up in their youth, that our daughters may be as pillars sculptured in palace style that our barns may be full, supplying all kinds of produce, that our sheep may bring forth thousands and ten thousands in our fields, that our oxen may be well laden, that there be no breaking in or going out, that there be no outcry in our streets. Happy are the people who are in such a state. Happy are the people whose God is the Lord. Verses 1 through 15, all of Psalm 144. Then looking in the book of Ephesians in the New Testament, Ephesians chapter 6, beginning at verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to, to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts. Excuse me. Above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fire darts of the wicked one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints and for me that utterance may be given to me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains that in it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Verses 10 through 20, Ephesians chapter 6. 
Father, thank you once again for the power of your word, the wisdom of your word, the grace in your word, the mercy found in your word. Thank you, Lord, for how that your word is so many things to us, is a blessing to us in so many, so many ways. Amongst other things, it's the sword of the Spirit. Thank you for blessing us with a weapon that's more powerful than any other weapon in all of the universe. And our greatest weapon, the Word of God, is you. Thank you for the opportunity for us to spend time with you in your Word as you mold and shape us to become the warriors you'd have us to be. More and more, equip us in our minds and hearts to understand the fact that you've called us to a warrior mindset they were called to be victorious warriors who know, go, who know how to go out and tear down the kingdom of darkness and build the kingdom of God each and every day. Help us to know you've called us to always be on offense, carrying forward the work of the kingdom daily. Thank you, Father, for being able to be victorious warriors who put our faith to work effectively every day. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thanks again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Rick Robertson is our producer, and he's going to lead us in a word of prayer at this time. Father, we're thankful that you told us through our brother Paul that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from your love, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. We have so much to rejoice in, Father. Thank you for loving us like that. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Rick. And thank you again for being a part of our listening family. We'd like to once again say thank you so much to all of our listeners, so many that prayed for us during our share a a few days ago and that gave and made pledges, and God blessed tremendously in so, so many ways. So once again, thank you so much for the generosity, your generosity in your prayers and your generosity in your gifts given as well. And every listener is a part of our ministry family, and we appreciate each and every one of you. Please continue to pray for us as we carry forward the mission the Lord has called the Ministry of the American Family Association to. Thank you once again for your generosity and your kindnesses. Today we're looking specifically at the topic, Teach My Hands to War, Call to a Warrior Mindset. Again, that specific topic is teach my hands to war, called to a warrior mindset. And as we read in Psalm 144 uh, to begin with, in fact, let me read uh, the first three verses of Psalm 144 one more time, which tell us, Blessed be the Lord my rock, who trains my hands for war and my fingers for battle, my loving kindness in my fortress, my high tower and my deliverer, my shield and the one in whom I take refuge, who subdues my people under me. Lord, what is man that you take knowledge of him, or the son of man that you are mindful of him? Again, verses 1 through 3 of Psalm 144. So as we're looking today at that topic, teach my hands to war, call to a warrior mindset. Keep in mind, it is so critically important that as believers that we come to recognize and understand that like it, whether we like it or not, of course, the fact is, obviously, we don't like it, but life is a battlefield. It's a battlefield in every area of our lives, and it's not that that's all that we do, but it's a major part of the way we live and function. It's important to understand that life is largely spiritual warfare, and, you know, if someone was to ask the question, well, 
if life is such, is mainly is largely spiritual warfare, what are some of the most effective tools and prayers to pray for spiritual warfare purposes? Well, I want to say right up front, prayers based on God's Word will be your most effective weapons against the attacks of the enemy, the devil. Your chief weapon in life is the Word of God. As Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 to 20 point out, amongst other things, it lets us know that the Word of God is the sword of the Spirit. Note, it doesn't say so much that the Word of God is our sword. It says the Word of God is the sword of the Spirit. In other words, in other words it's the weapon that the Holy Spirit uses to battle and he uses it on our behalf inside of us. So an important truth for us to grasp is that the more you put the Word of God in your mind and heart, the more the Holy Spirit inside you has to use to battle through you and in you to tear down the kingdom of darkness and build the kingdom of light. So how much of the Word of God you both consume in your mind and heart and that you put to work in your life is very very important. That's why it's such a tragedy when you have believers that, for whatever reason, decide that God's Word, reading God's Word, meditating on His Word, putting His Word to work is not that important. And so when a believer doesn't read the Word of God consistently, doesn't put the Word of God to work consistently, they miss out on so much in terms of how they are blessed, but also they fail to be the blessing that we we could be to the world. So it's very important that we're continually, amongst other things, filling up on the Word of God. So as we're looking at these different passages, again, they're powerful to consider the truths that are expressed. Note again in Psalm 144 what God says to us about uh, training us and preparing us to be warriors. That first verse again, Blessed be the Lord my rock, who trains my hands for war and my fingers for battle. Now listen to that again. Blessed be the Lord, my rock, who trains my hands for war and my fingers for battle. Why is it so important that our hands are trained for war and that our fingers are prepared and trained for battle? Well, again, we're dealing with warfare every single day. Keep in mind, the devil tries to bring warfare and difficulty in every part of our lives. In fact, you know, uh, you might think, well, when you get up in the morning, you're dealing with warfare. Well, that's true. But, you know, it doesn't even, you, you could say it doesn't really even start there. The fact is the devil tries to do warfare against you. Sometimes he may try to come into your dreams and bring things against you to distress you, to upset you. Uh, keep in mind, when even when people have nightmares, that's spiritual warfare. Somehow or another, the devil is trying to attack you, even in your dreams. So the best weapon we have is the Word of God. So let me say very much up front, as a believer, as we often uh, point out on the broadcast, or we encourage, be sure you're in God's Word every single day. Because remember, the Word of God is the sword of the Spirit. It's the most powerful weapon in the universe. And it's the best weapon you have to fight against the attacks of the enemy. You know, as we look at Ephesians chapter 6, note it has lots of details for us to look at and consider as it relates to what spiritual warfare looks like. So in Ephesians chapter 6, uh, picking up verse 1 again, it says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Okay? Note what it says, verse 11. Put on the whole arm of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. So apparently, you have to put it on. Just like daily you get dressed and go out to work or to school or wherever you go, apparently you need to put on the arm of God daily as well. Just like you put on, similar to the way you put on clothes 
You'd put on the full arm of God each and every day. Why? It says that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. What are wiles? Wiles are schemes, plans, preparations against you. The devil literally makes plans and preparations to try to trip you up, to stop you, to steal from you, kill you, destroy you. That's his goal. And so it's important that we're well-equipped warriors that come against these kinds of things. Verse 12 says, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. So in other words, it's not a flesh and blood battle. Who are we dealing with? Who are we fighting? It says, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Well, this is a hierarchy of different demonic forces that are sent that are sent by Satan and the kingdom of darkness to come against you. So note, it specifically points out principalities, those are leading demons, powers, additional demons, rulers of the darkness, another kind of demon, spiritual hosts of wickedness. That speaks of armies of demons. Now, not that we have to be afraid of that, but it should be sobering to realize how serious this issue is. The fact is, note John chapter 10, verse 10, the Lord tells us, he explains to us what the job description of the devil is in this world. It tells us the thief comes not before to steal and to kill and to destroy. So if you're wondering what his agenda in your life is, he in the kingdom of darkness, again, that's it. His goal is to, again, the thief comes not before to steal and to kill and to destroy. His goal in your life is to steal as much as he can from you. He, if he can kill you or bring death into your life as he wants to do that. And he wants to bring as much destruction into your life. Yet, on the other hand, how successful we are in both defending against him is directly connected to how close we walk with God, how well we allow the Spirit of God and the Word of God to equip us as warriors in the world. Father, anoint us afresh with the Spirit of grace and wisdom. Help us to live lifestyles as well-equipped warriors who know how to build the kingdom daily and tear down the kingdom of darkness daily as well. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. We'll be right back. Is anyone able to break the seal? 
Andrew Peterson, is he worthy? Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. We're looking today at the topic, Teach My Hands to War, Called to a Warrior Mindset, and how important it is that we as believers seek to live a lifestyle where we're well-equipped spiritual warriors on the battlefields of life and who know how to go forward in victory. You know, the reality is many believers live a lifestyle where they're largely defeated in so many areas of their lives, and part of it is because they've not learned how to do spiritual warfare wisely and with wisdom. You know, the Word of God is a book full of weapons, and it's important that we understand the Word of God itself is one huge weapon, but it has many weapons within it as well. And as I mentioned earlier, if you were to ask the question, what are some of the most effective prayers and tools and weapons for spiritual warfare, well, amongst other things, confessions based on the Word of God and prayers based on God's Word will be some of the most effective weapons against the attacks of the enemy. And, you know, in Ephesians chapter 6, it alludes to of the fiery darts of the enemy. The, the devil will throw fiery darts in our lives to try to trip us up, to hurt us, to defeat us, to knock us down. But remember, the Word of God is a weapon that used properly can always defeat Satan. Under any circumstance, now keep in mind, part of one of the ways whereby we use the Word of God is we take the promises of God and we stand on them. And you keep standing on them until you see the manifestation. So keep in mind, sometimes you may have to stand for an hour, sometimes a day, sometimes weeks, sometimes months, sometimes years. But the fact is, sooner or later, God's Word is always going to defeat Satan when properly used. So we as believers need to become skillful at taking the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God, and putting the Word to work as we put our faith to work in the Word of God. 
Remember, the Word of God is filled with scriptures that cover every area of your life that the enemy would come against. Your safety and security, your health, your well-being, your finances, and your prosperity, your relationships, relationships with people. No issue of life is left uncovered in the Word of God. You know, Psalm 91 covers many of life's big issues that may come under attack. And so I, I continue to remind and encourage you, if you as a believer, make it your goal to pray or confess Psalm 91 every single day. And when you continually do that, you're putting the powerful Word of God to work. You know, the Bible tells us, now this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Now, whether you live a victorious Christian life or a defeated life is directly connected to how well you've learned to put your faith to work. Your faith is a powerful weapon that God has put in your hands, but what you do with it, the ball is in your court. So uh, keep in mind, Hebrews 11.1 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So it is up to us to develop our faith, to strengthen our faith, to build it up. And keep in mind, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6 lets us know without faith, it's impossible to please God. So apparently faith is and learning to develop it and put it to work in our lives is very, very important. An important question you can ask is, is the Word of God really true? Well, a response many believers would immediately say is, of course it's true. Well, it, they say it's true. It's the Word of God, and God's Word is truth. God always keeps His Word. Well, if God's Word is true, I'm called to believe that it's true. I'm called to act like it's true, and I'm called to live like it's true, acting on the truth there. Because, again, keep in mind, our faith and trust in the Word of God is a powerful weapon, And living in victory is directly connected to our putting that faith to work. So, again, my encouragement to you is if you're not praying Psalm 91 and believing God to keep the promises that you pray for or stand on and confess every single day, today is a great day to start praying it every single day. And parents, I would encourage you to teach and train your children to pray it every day as well. Our children have to walk and go out on the same battlefield you and I have to go out on as well. So it's important to understand that the devil doesn't decide, well, those are little little children. I'm going to leave them alone. No, too often the devil will attack children sometimes harder than adults because so often they're much more vulnerable. So, yes, we're wise to become parents who are spiritual warriors, who are wise enough to equip our children to become spiritual warriors as well. So let's take time now to pray Psalm 91. Father, thank you for all those that are part of our listening family and those we've lifted up today. Today we dwell in the secret place of the Most High, and so we abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, you are our refuge and our fortress. Our God in you do we trust. Surely you deliver us from the fowler snare and from the noisome pestilence. You cover us with your feathers and under your wings do we trust. Your truth is our shield and buckler. And so we are not afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flies by day, nor for the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor for the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at our side and ten thousand at our right hand, but it shall not come near us. Only with our eyes shall we look and see the reward of the wicked because we have made the Lord our refuge, even the most high habitation. No evil will befall us, neither shall any plague come near our dwelling. 
For you give your angels charge over us to keep us in all our ways. They bear us up in their hands lest we dash our foot against the stone. We tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent we trample underfoot. Because we have set our love upon you, therefore you deliver us. You set us on high because we have known your name. We call upon you and you answer us. You are with us in trouble. You deliver us and honor us with long life. You satisfy us and show us your salvation. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Well, of course, obviously it doesn't take but a few moments to pray all of Psalm 91. But again, I can't overemphasize how important and how powerful a weapon it is. And a question one we should ask is why why not pray it every day? Because the remember, the battlefield is there before us every day. We go out on the battlefield every day. And just like why would a soldier only take his weapon out every few days? Why wouldn't he take it out on the battlefield every day? Well, taking the word of God and specifically praying Psalm 91 every day is just a wise way to operate. Because and keep in mind, Psalm 91 is a unique weapon for spiritual protection and help of both our health and for our physical protection from the dangers of, of the world. So praying it every day is very wise in this dangerous, crazy world we live in. So again, we're encouraging every single believer, pray it every single day as an important act of spiritual warfare. Stand on it every single day. And parents, teach, train, and guide your children to learn, to memorize it, and to pray it every single day as well. If you have to uh, pay them to do it or figure out something to motivate them to do it. Be a wise parent that know that knows how to just help your child do something that's in his or her best interest. Learning that prayer, praying it every single day. In the book of 1 Samuel chapter 17, a, a powerful story in the Word of God, one of the best known stories in all of the Word of God, but at the same time it's a powerful story that has important spiritual warfare truths in it. And so we're going to start reading and might end up finishing on the other side uh, of the break. But picking up 1 Samuel chapter 17, it, of course, obviously contains the story, amongst other truths, of David defeating Goliath. 1 Samuel chapter 17, beginning at verse 1. Now the Philistines gathered their armies together to battle and were gathered at Soko, which belongs to Judah. And they encamped between Soko and Ezekah in Ephes Damim. And Saul and the men of Israel were gathered together, and they encamped in the valley of Elah and drew up in battle array against the Philistines. The Philistines stood on a mountain on one side, and Israel on a mountain on the other side, with a valley between them. And a champion went out from the camp of the Philistines, named Goliath, from Gath, whose height was six cubits and a span. He had a bronze helmet on his head, and he was armed with a coat of mail. And the weight of the coat was 5,000 shekels of bronze. And he had bronze armor on his legs and a bronze javelin between his shoulders. Now the staff of his spear was like a weaver's beam. And his iron spearhead weighed 600 shekels. And a shield bearer went before him. Then he stood and cried out to the armies of Israel and said to them, Why have you come out to line up for battle? Am I not a Philistine and you the servants of Saul? Choose a man for yourselves and let him come down to me. If he is able to fight with me and kill me, then we will be your servants. But if I prevail against him and kill him, then you shall be our servants and serve us. And the Philistine said, I defy the armies of Israel this day. Give me a man 
that we may fight together. When Saul and all Israel heard these words of the Philistine, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. Now David was the son of that Ephrathite of Bethlehem, Judah, whose name was Jesse, and who had eight sons. And the man was old, and it and the man was old, advanced in years in the days of Saul. The three oldest sons of Jesse had gone to follow Saul to the battle. The names of his three sons who went to the battle were Eliab the firstborn, next to him Abinadab, and the third Shammah. David was the youngest, and the three oldest followed Saul. But David occasionally went and returned from Saul to feed his father's sheep at Bethlehem. And the Philistine drew near and presented himself forty days, morning and evening. Then Jesus, excuse me, then Jesse said to his son, David, Take now for your brothers an ephah of this dried grain and these ten loaves and run to your brothers at the camp and carry these ten cheeses to the captain of their thousand and see how your brothers fare and bring back news of them. Now Saul and they and all the men of Israel were in the valley of Elah fighting with the Philistines. So David rose early in the morning, left the sheep with a keeper and took the things and went as Jesse had commanded him. And he came to the camp as the army was going out to the fight and shouting for the battle. For Israel and the Philistines had drawn up in battle array, army against army. And David left his supplies in the hand of the supply keeper, ran to the army and came and greeted his brothers. Then as he talked with them, there was the champion, the Philistine of Gath, Goliath by name, coming up from the armies of the Philistines. And he spoke according to the same words. So David heard them. And all the men of Israel, when they saw the man, fled from him and were dreadfully afraid. So the men of Israel said, Have you seen this man who has come up? Surely he has come up to defy Israel. And it shall be that the man who kills him, the king will enrich with great riches, will give him his daughter and give his father's house exemption from taxes in Israel. Then David spoke to the men who stood by him, saying, What shall be done for the man who kills this Philistine and takes away the reproach from Israel? For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? And the people answered him in this manner, saying, So shall it be done for the man who kills him. Now Eliab, his oldest brother, heard when he spoke to the men, and Eliab's anger was aroused against David. And he said, Why did you come down here? And with whom have you left those few sheep in the wilderness? I know your pride and the insolence of your heart, for you've come down to see the battle. Verses 1 through 28, 1 Samuel chapter 17. We're looking today at the topic, Teach My Hands to War, Called to a Warrior Mindset. We'll be right back. Let your name 
Mosaic with Tremble. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. We're looking today at the topic, Teach My Hands to War, Call to a Warrior Mindset. We pick up now, continuing to read in 1 Samuel chapter 17, picking up at verse 28. Now Eliab, his oldest brother, heard when he spoke to the men, and Eliab's anger was aroused against David, and he said, Why did you come down here? And with whom have you left those few sheep in the wilderness? I know your pride and the insolence of your heart, for you've come down to see the battle. And David said, What have I done now? Is there not a cause? Then he turned from him toward another and said the same thing. And these people answered him as the first ones did. Now when the words which David spoke were heard, they reported them to Saul, and he sent for him. Then David said to Saul, Let no man's heart fail because of him. Your servant will go and fight with this Philistine. And Saul said to David, You are not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him, for you are a youth, and he a man of war from his youth. But David said to Saul, Your servant used to keep his father's sheep, and when a lion or a bear came and took a lamb out of the flock, I went out after it and struck it, and delivered the lamb from its mouth. And when it arose against me, I caught it by its beard and struck and killed it. Your servant has killed both lion and bear, and this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them, seeing he has defied the armies of the living God. Moreover, David said, The Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear, he will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said to David, Go, and the Lord be with you. So Saul clothed David with his armor, 
and he put a bronze helmet on his head. He also clothed him with a coat of mail. David fastened his sword to his armor and tried to walk, for he had not tested them. And David said to Saul, I cannot walk with these, for I have not tested them. So David took them off. Then he took his staff in his hand, and he chose for himself five smooth stones from the brook and put them in a shepherd's bag, in a pouch which he had, and his sling was in his hand. And he drew near to the Philistine. So the Philistine came and began drawing near to David. And the man who bore the shield went before him. And when the Philistine looked about and saw David, he disdained him, for he was only a youth, ruddy and good-looking. So the Philistine said to David, Am I a dog that you come to me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. And the Philistine said to David, Come to me, and I will give your flesh to the birds of the air and the beasts of the field. Then David said to the Philistine, You come to me with a sword, with a spear, and with a javelin. But I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hand, and I will strike you and take your head from you. And this day I will give the carcasses of the camp of the Philistines to the birds of the air and the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. Then all this assembly shall know that the Lord does not save with sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hands. So it was when the Philistine arose and came and drew near to meet David, that David hurried and ran toward the army to meet the Philistine. Then David put his hand in his bag, took out a stone, and he slung it and struck the Philistine in his forehead, so that the stone sank into his forehead, and he fell on his face to the earth. So David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone, and struck the Philistine and killed him. But there was no sword in the hand of David. Therefore David ran and stood over the Philistine, took his sword and drew it out of its sheath and killed him and cut off his head with it. And when the Philistines saw that their champion was dead, they fled. Now the men of Israel and Judah arose and shouted and pursued the Philistines as far as the entrance of the valley and to the gates of Ekron. And the wounded of the Philistines fell all along the road to Shearim, even as far as Gath and Ekron. Then the children of Israel returned from chasing the Philistines and they plundered their tents. And David took the head of the Philistine and brought it to Jerusalem, but he put his armor in his tent. When Saul saw David going out against the Philistine, he said to Abner, the commander of the army, Abner, whose son is this youth? And Abner said, As your soul lives, O king, I do not know. So the king said, Inquire whose son this young man is. Then as David returned from the slaughter of the Philistine, Abner took him and brought him before Saul with the head of the Philistine in his, in his hand. And Saul said to him, Whose son are you, young man? So David answered, I am the son of your servant Jesse the Bethlehemite. Verses 1 through 58, all of 1 Samuel chapter 17. Now again, a powerful chapter. And let me say very clearly to every single listener, you would be wise to read and meditate on 1 Samuel chapter 17 over and over and over. Because God speaks to all of us powerfully. God will speak powerfully to you 
about putting your faith to work with a specific calling and work the Lord has called you to in your life as well. All of us have giants in our lives that taunt us and tell us you can't do what God has called you to do. You're not smart enough. You're not big enough. You're not wise enough. You're not prepared enough. You're not the right color. You didn't come from the right side of the tracks. The, the, the giants in our lives come against us in so many ways, and that's a part of the spiritual warfare of life. The devil's always trying to shut down your faith. Continually, uh, he's going to try to come against your faith and your confidence in the Word of God because, the, again, the devil knows if he can get you to put the Word of God down, to not believe it, to not stand on it, he can defeat you in any area of your life. But remember this, when you continually declare God's Word over any situation, you strike a blow against the enemy for which the devil has no answer. Note how in Matthew chapter 4, uh, when the devil tries to tempt Jesus and come against him, each time Jesus speaks the word of God every single time. He spoke the word of God, and remember, every temptation is, attack, is an attack on God's word and on your faith. The goal of the enemy is to get you to take your eyes off your heavenly father, to take your eyes off his word, and to try to make you come down, to, to, to try to make you to not use the weapons of the word of God against him. The fact is, don't do it. Put the word of God continually before your eyes. And keep in mind, read and meditate on the word. Speak the word of God. Stand on the word of Declare the word of God in your life daily. Because remember, speaking the promises of God is a very important way to use the weapon of God's Word. You know, in the natural, for example, when you pick up a, a sword or a, or a gun or a weapon, you pick it up with your hands. Spiritually speaking, you use weapons, spiritual weapons with your mouth. You pray through with the words of your mouth. You speak and stand on the promises of God's Word with the weapons of your mouth as well, the weapon of your mouth. You speak the Word of God. That's how you pick up your spiritual weapons with your mouth. So it's important that we're understanding that the warfare is daily, but we can walk in faith and in victory daily as we learn to put the powerful word of God to work every single day. Always pray God's word back to him in every battle. Let me remind you once again, one of the uh, spiritual uh, prayer tools we provide, it's called Kingdom Prayers, and it has 10 Bible-based prayers that we would encourage you to pray every single day. It's a great tool to pray very effective, powerful prayers because, remember, praying the Word of God is one of the most effective ways to pray, period, when you pray the Word of God. So praying God's Word back to Him is a wise way to battle every single day. And always give God thanks and praise uh, for his word and for the truths of his word. One of the ways to put the uh, weapons of our warfare to work is praise and thanksgiving for, for God who keeps his word. Praise and worship God daily, thanking him for how that you're standing on his word and you're believing his word and you're believing God will keep his word. Praise and worship and thanksgiving is one of the highest forms of expressing your faith in life each and every day. How important it is that we understand that it's the Holy Spirit and the word of God that teach us to be warriors, that teach our hands to war, that teach us how to be victorious warriors. We're all called to be victorious. It's important that it's our goal to live victorious every single day. And remember, your chief weapon is the sword of the Spirit. Father, thank you for the fact that you teach us to war. You teach us and equip us and mold us and shape us to become well-equipped warriors who know how to go out and defeat the enemy, to defeat the giants in our lives 
every single day. Help us to be wise enough to listen and learn from the powerful lessons in 1 Samuel chapter 17, to like David, to put our faith to work. And unlike the Saul and the armies of, the, of Israel, they were soldiers. They looked like soldiers, but they didn't trust God like the bold soldiers of faith that we're called to be. Help us to know, Lord, that every day we're called to walk in faith in your word and faith and trust in you, and that that's how we walk in victory. More and more, help us to be wise enough to be students in the school of faith who never graduate, who are always learning more about how to take our faith and put it to work effectively and victoriously in our lives. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Again, we've been looking today at the topic, Teach My Hands to War, Call to Warrior Mindset. But as we uh, draw our uh, broadcast to the close, as we normally do, if you're listening today and you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, today is a wonderful day, a blessed day to be saved. If you'd like to make the step of asking Jesus Christ to come into your heart as Lord and Savior and be saved today, would you simply pray this prayer with me to make that step? Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me so very much that you came into this world a long time ago. You lived. You died on the cross to pay for all the wrong things, all the sins I've ever done. Three days later, you rose up from the dead so that I could be saved. Lord, I confess, I've sinned and done wrong in many, many ways. Lord, I repent and I turn from all the wrong I've done. Forgive me, Lord, for all the wrong things I've done. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord and Savior. Make me the person you would have me to be. You said in your word, whoever calls in the name of the Lord shall be saved. Right now, Lord, I'm calling on your name. Lord, save me. Fill me with your spirit. Help me to follow you all my life. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer, we're wanting very much to be in touch with you, to be able to make contact, and to share with you some literature and resources that are going to help you to begin to grow and grow strong in your new walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. My email is joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. We'd like to share with you some resources and prayer tools that will greatly strengthen you as you grow up in the Lord. Once again, the email joseph at afr.net. Again, today we've been looking at the topic, Teach My Hands to War, Call to a Warrior Mindset. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time for the Hour of Intercession. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast do not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.